predator-free New Zealand Trust is celebrating its 10th birthday this month. And to mark their first decade of working towards protecting New Zealand's native wildlife by wiping out the predators and looking to the future of caring for backyard biodiversity, I'm joined by Jesse Morgan, CEO of Predator Free New Zealand. Hi there, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. How are you going? Good. 10 years. Does it feel like 10 years? Well, it's gone by in a flash, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it's been 10 years, but yeah. um, it's been a good ride. And you and I have talked over the over the years. Um, we're all, all of us in the, I guess, the uh, nature-loving community are so appreciative for what you've done. How did you get started in the first place? Yeah, well, I guess there have been a bunch of um, kind of murmurings around this predator-free goal and is it possible? And um, one of the things we realised was that there were all these individual groups and none of them were talking to each other. And so it was kind of really inefficient. No one was sharing information. So we decided to kind of get together and um, try and connect these groups and be kind of a place that they could share information and learn from each other. Um, and it's really just grown grown from there. I mean, it's really all about the people, this, um, this mahi, like really connecting people, making it easier for them to get involved. And um, that's just what we're trying to do at the Trust every day. And we still, that's kind of our key focus. Yeah, and maybe, what, seven or eight years ago, the government announced that they were getting behind the predator-free movement. Did that sort of make you feel redundant? No, not at all, actually. Um, that was an awesome moment. That was 2016, so yeah, three years after we'd launched. Um, and it just gave this kind of credibility to what we were doing, but it also meant that it was government policy. So um, we now had the government alongside us wanting to make this um, goal a reality. And with that came a bit of additional funding and you know other government departments kind of working towards it. Um, because this, it is a goal that not one organisation can do alone. We need to, it's going to take everyone and we need all these organisations working together. So um, them announcing that was actually the best thing that could have happened, really. Can you tell us about some of the achievements of which you're proud of the Trust? Yeah, well, I guess there's two key, um, key programmes. I mean, firstly, we're just proud to have made it to 10 years, you know. I think lots of yeah. organisations don't do that in the commercial world or the NGO world. So, we, you know, we're stoked and really proud that we've got to this point. Um, but we've had two programmes. One is this kind of backyard predator-free um, communities programme, and that has been helping support people get their neighbourhoods and their communities involved in predator-free trapping. And I think um, a few years ago we... Hosted a joint hosted a, um, a trap day, didn't we? At the um, <laughs> where was that? Um, uh, Grayland Community Centre, yeah. Community, yeah, yep, that's right. Um, so it's you know communities like that, and making people feel like it's something everyone can do. Everyone's got a role to play, and even um, your backyard matters. And I think that's been a real change in the conservation space and making it taking it away kind of from the preserve of the greenies and making it really mainstream and that we can all get involved in. So funding and supporting those programs has been awesome and the growth of that over the 10 years has been phenomenal. Um, and then the second one's, I guess, a bit more recent with the Jobs for Nature during COVID. Um, we got some funding to create predator-free apprenticeship um, apprentices and so that's meant we've been able to support young people getting into the industry as professionals to really grow the future capability of um, the predator-free movement. And that's 
that's been so cool because you're seeing these young rangatahi just embrace the work they're doing and they truly are going to be the future of the predator-free space and that's um, super humbling to hear their stories and see their future ahead of them. Jesse, are we in a better spot 10 years after you launched? Yes, I think we are. I think the um, connection of New Zealanders to the environment um, and the impact predators have in particular is um, has the awareness has really grown over that period of time. I think we're still in this, um, we've still got huge issues, obviously. Um, our biodiversity is still in decline. We've still got nature, native species on the brink. But I think the social awareness has really grown and the pressure on politicians and um, organisations to protect those species has really um, grown. So I think we're getting there. We've got a long way to, long way to go, but I think we have woken up a little bit in terms of what we need to do along that journey to um, protect our native species. You're at the leading edge of innovation too. You get a first look at the ideas and and breakthroughs people are having and making in this area. Mm -hmm. Have you seen anything in the last few years that makes you think, hey, this might actually be possible? Um, There's a whole lot of new tech coming, the use of AI, species-specific toxins, so having toxins that only kill um, rats, for example, but won't harm anything else. I think those types of things are um, are real breakthroughs, but actually just the um, innovation pipeline and growing that innovation community, I think, will really um, make make the predator-free goal a reality and and really be the step change of um, the new tools and tech that we need. Obviously, we need people to operate that stuff too, so alongside the people. But um, the tools and tech, just the attention it's getting and the focus, I think, um, of the predator-free goal has enabled people to really have this laser focus on what we need to do to achieve that. And occasionally you see you see the results of thousands of individuals uh, creating big change, like, for example, what happened in the Miramar Peninsula recently. Yeah, absolutely. That was that's been a phenomenal project, and um, the community there has been overwhelmingly supportive um, of that. And they're seeing the results. They've they've reporting huge numbers of um, you know increased bird numbers over there, um, and people are you know they they don't have rats in their compost bins and in their gardens, and the plants are coming back, and and you just see the um, impact. You know, pretty quickly, which is which is really inspiring. I think for people, it's not something some of the, some of our longer, um, you know, growing plants and things take much longer to come back. But there are some things that are pretty instantaneous too, which is really great to see. What's next for you? I don't know. It started as a life, lifestyle job a little bit when I had a little baby, so yeah. um, they're not little babies anymore, and it's quite a full time job. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we are just kind of continuing to grow and support that grassroots movement. Um, we're really keen to get, get ongoing support for our apprenticeship program to make sure we're getting young people into the sector and giving them a good career path. Um, but also getting outside this green bubble, you know, like you talked about nature nerds a little bit. And I think we need to make it this, a mainstream thing that everybody does. And so, you know, d- doing your own little bit in your backyard and whatever that looks like is really important. And so how we can help and support people do that 
is kind of crucial to the success, really. You've got a great website, predatorfreenz.org, and for a bit of fun, you've just posted the 10 most read articles of all time. Any surprises in there? <laughs> yeah, my favourite's always the hedgehog, actually. Yeah. Um, Surprising facts people- about hedgehogs. Surprising facts about hedgehogs because we we just don't think of them as pets. As pests, we grew up feeding them off sources, and you know we go we save them. And I think it's this mentality of New Zealanders that we need to realise how how much impact they have on our um, native flora and fauna. And so that one that one always kind of excites me. Did you have a favourite in bird of the year, or are you like me? Do you regard yourself as a bit above bird of the year? <laughs> Has to be agnostic. Yeah, they they ran a great campaign. I loved the metal bird um, with John Oliver on the back of it that was Mm -hmm. produced as a result. I think that was um, great in terms of raising the awareness of um, birds internationally, but also um, within New Zealand too, reaching a different audience. It's all about, you know, bringing new audiences in and, and making them kind of aware of how special what we have here is and that we need to play a role in protecting that. Jesse, congratulations on 10 years. Thank you very much, Jesse. Jesse Morgan, CEO of Predator Free New Zealand Trust. Uh, worth a browse on their website. They've got some great uh, stories. Number one most read surprising facts about possums.